0: This is C3 coming at you with episode two. I'm your host, Colin. And I'm Jordan. Grab a cocktail, have a seat while we talk about some crime and our crippling depression. So, Jordan, got anything that gives you crippling depression today?
1: Honestly, me. <laughs> I've been feeling real shit lately. It's all right, though. Um, I'm also pissed. Buffy only has 11 days left on Hulu as I speak. And it's my workout show, um, so I'm kind of upset. So I'm going to say that's my depression for the week. So what about you? Oh, well,
0: I actually I took notes because I had a couple things I need to tell you about since I okay, this stopped, is a full therapy session <laughs> since I stopped I'm talking in. to you before the episode, so that way we can just <laughs> you know get it all out of here. Um, well, while I was at work the other day, I got invited to the revival of Jesus Christ. They handed me a pamphlet while I was out at the car, and they were just like, "Oh, hey, can I invite you to this?" And I'm looking at it, and she's like yeah uh it's the revival of jesus christ jesus is coming back and you know i'm gonna make heaven my home and i was looking at it and well first of all jesus never came i'm a little confused because i he was expected to be here by the 14th haven't seen him yet and on the pamphlet it said revival services so i thought about like bringing a dead pet in or something being like i'm here for the necromancy i was told there would be necromancy I just didn't know if I needed uh, sacrifice or not to be involved in that. (laughs) See how fast I can get kicked out. (laughs) But, um, then, (laughs) fucking, so I'm at work, right? Mm. I receive a phone call, (laughs) and I answer it, and Uh. someone's just like, who is this? I was like, who are you? And, just- <laughs> <laughs> is this the Krusty Krab? <laughs> no. no, this is magic. <laughs> so I, sh- um, she just said thank you and then hung up on me. Same. And- <laughs>
1: so- I-, I want that energy at my workplace. <laughs> Please bring it over to me. Bothered the shit
0: out of me, so I tried to call back, and she was like, "Well, they they didn't answer me." So then they called again, and when I answered, they're like, "Who is this?" I was like, you called me, who are you? Thank you. And then hangs up again. I was like, what the fuck Maybe is going on? she's having up? a crisis. So because I'm a petty bitch and I can't let anything go, I spent a dollar for like some service <laughs> to try to find out who they were. And hold on, I took notes. I Well, I wrote it down somewhere, who they might be. It was like an Annette Bedford or a Megan Watson. So like, if you're out there and you're listening to this, just know that I know and I found your Twitter and your Facebook. But... For Bold Woman? Uh, no, for Megan Watson. Oh. I'm assu- Annette appears to be an 80-year-old woman. And I'm assuming she's not the one that was calling me aggressively. Asking... Oh, they were aggressive. Aggressive.
1: Maybe she thought like you were cheating something. No,
0: I literally answered it. And, who is this? And I was like, who are you? Just confused as fuck. Mm. Then, <laughs> got a chihuahua named Kevin came through work today. When I was at McDonald's. Just... Do with that information what you will. It's just a little chihuahua with an it makes adult me think man of the, name.
1: The one Jonas brother, yeah, like Kevin same Jonas. energy in my head. <laughs> I just
0: thought of him. I just Kevin the chihuahua. I'm fucking dead. And um, this man came through and he wanted to bitch at me because the it was a dollar sixty upcharge to sub for round egg. And as he's talking to me, he's just like, I could go down the street and get a bacon egg and cheese sandwich for cheaper
1: round egg
0: round egg what
1: is a round egg Oh
0: so, we have <laughs> is
1: it like the mcmuffin <laughs> egg or like is it not yeah. folded
0: yeah it's the okay like, Well, when it's you like say round egg, egg, egg it's just like just, the round egg that's what it's called i just work here literally okay. in both places but um he was like i could go down the street and get a bacon egg and cheese sandwich for cheaper and i went i mean go off and i just shut the window I'm like goodbye
1: It's McDonald's, dude. I don't think you're getting any cheaper. (laughs) I don't
0: think he's getting any cheaper. (laughs) Not even with the grocery store no more. This economy, Mm -mm. Mm -mm. nothing. Mm -mm. Now that we've Mm -mm. concluded the crippling depression segment, Jordan's gonna tell you all about what we're drinking.
1: So, I'm a wine person. I'm not a hard liquor person. So I went to Aldi's on my lunch break because I'm cheap, and I figured Colin would like this. But it's the Omi Mimosa. Oh my, Um, it's mango flavor. It's eight percent alcohol. It's pretty damn good, I'm not gonna lie. It's pretty pretty fruity-tooty and refreshing and very carbonated. I can shake it in the bottle and it's fizzling, so I'm gonna put it down now. There's some pizzazz. So. Yeah,
0: the shit slaps. But it's
1: good. So that's what we're drinking for this episode.
0: This is gonna be another random episode. There's not gonna be any specific topic. However, I am gonna give a shout-out to my friend Ashley. She was our first $15 Patreon subscriber, and thus she got to pick. It was either going to be an episode topic, case, cocktail, or all three. She ended up just picking one case, which is the one that I covered. At the end of the episode, I'm going to go ahead and shout out the rest of the current patrons that we have, and I'm going to go ahead and take it away with the case of Dorothy Puente. I want to say her name is. Forgive me for any incorrect pronunciations of names so in her early life dorothy helen gray puente was born in redlands california on january 9th 1929 she had a tragic childhood as her father died of tuberculosis and her mother died eight days after christmas the following year so like done already the children orphanage (laughs) i'm assuming she had siblings because it said the children were Sent to an orphanage. I was a little bit, but it, me- was... it never mentioned any of her siblings Maybe beyond they that, didn't
1: want to be included or that
0: they even existed. It just said the children were sent then sent to an orphanage. So I can only really assume. But by the age of 16, she was doing sex work out of a motel in order to survive. Mm-hmm. She married a 22 year old soldier named Fred McFall. F A M C M C F A U L
1: McFall McFall McFall. I said McFall.
0: Okay, I just don't want to call him foul because he maybe he's a nice guy, but
1: I mean, was she a nice woman?
0: We're getting there. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> so I not. think
1: it might be okay. <laughs> okay,
0: but um, so yeah, she married twenty-two-year-old soldier Fred McFell in Reno after only seeing each other a few months. But on their marriage certificate, she listed herself as thirty-year-old Sherry L. A. Riscaille don't know how to pronounce any of that he's quoted saying in 1988 she could pass for anyone she wanted to be by the way she acted riskyle that was a name she made up i think i don't know where she'd come up with this shit out of the clear blue sky
1: so she basically had like the marilyn monroe thing how she would turn herself on and off so she wouldn't be noticed how the people report that is that what she's trying to pretty much i think that's what's herself? going
0: on here hmm. um they had two children one was mm-hmm. sent to live with family in sacramento and the other was adopted oh in 1948 she was arrested in riverside for passing forged checks mcfell filed for divorce and puente went to jail the following two decades were a cyclone of marriages arrests prison sentences and schemes she served time for running a brothel in Sacramento and became known for sneakily cashing benefits checks mailed to her tenants. To avoid probation officers, Puente would use fake identities, one of them being an Egyptian-Israeli woman named Taya Singuala Niarda. And this and the next fact confused the shit out of me, because she's white. White as fuck. I'm going to show you a picture of her. Like white? Like white white. Like
1: enjoys mayo.
0: Like eats mayo out of the container oh, white. Lord. And so I don't understand how she passes for a like straight out of the Golden Girls.
1: Maybe it was the really small jaw. Uh
0: doesn't make sense.
1: The shadowing. I Someone, don't know.
0: <laughs> please make it make sense. However, so one of them was the Egyptian Israeli woman and then she married her fourth husband, Pedro Angel Mantolvo. This episode really set me up for mispronouncing names, but he knew her as a doctor-actor from a big Mexican family. Again, I'm confused because she's white. It was fake
1: tan around?
0: No, it's the 1980s.
1: You never, well, 1980 wasn't that long ago. There's probably no, fake tan. Wait,
0: am I drunk? Oh, so no. Um, this part was in like the 1960s because she was born 1929 1980s is when i'm gonna look up when fake tan was okay (laughs) while she does that i'm gonna continue to read however he knew her as a doctor actor from a big mexican family which if someone could let me know what a doctor actor is that would be great but apparently their marriage was ruined due to her spending habits Maltalvo is quoted saying she wanted new pantyhose every day. She thought she was rich.
1: 1960, it was invented. So maybe she just tanned.
0: Uh, I, um, I don't know. Well,
1: or she's laid outside a lot. I, and technically, the first one I think it says was copper Oh, huh?
0: shit. The more you know.
1: No, I think I read that wrong. Don't quote me on it. Well, Continue.
0: Anyways, in 1968, she married Roberto Jose Puente, but just 16 months after the wedding, their relationship was over. Now in her mid-40s, Puente transformed her appearance. She had been known for her, oh, brassy, sexy makeup and dress. So she hmm. must have been.
1: She was fake tanned and contouring. <laughs> <laughs> mm, but shady.
0: But suddenly she began wearing baggy, modest clothes and stopped dyeing her hair. She would tell acquaintances, She was a devoted Christian and loved serving her community in Sacramento. She opened up her home on F Street. She took in homeless individuals and people struggling with alcoholism and mental health issues. She would host AA meetings and local social workers knew her as a reliable replacement for their clients. In April of 1982, Puente had a tenant named Ruth Monroe, but not long after moving in, she died from an overdose of codeine and Tylenol. When questioned, Puente said that when Ro was depressed due to her husband's illness, they ruled it as a suicide. I don't think they did that much investigating, because, like, it was all it takes is for me to go, yeah, they were depressed, and the police just go, oh, suicide, noted, and then move on with their lives.
1: I mean, there's a lot of cases where you're just like, please do your job. Yeah. Please.
0: Oh, too often. For the love of God. Just do your job.
1: Please. I will buy you a rotisserie chicken from Sam's Club, please. (laughs) Just
0: do your job. (laughs) But, anyways, they ruled it as a suicide. In the following weeks, 74-year-old Malcolm McKenzie accused Puente of drugging him and stealing his pension. She was charged and convicted of theft in August of that year and was sentenced to five years in jail. While serving her sentence, she became pen pals with a 70-year-old man. His name was Everson Gilmouth. She was released in 1985 after only serving three years of her sentence. Gilmouth drove to California to pick her up. They opened a joint bank account with Gilmouth. In November of 1985, he fell off the map. She hired... Yeah, so he just gone. Disappears after November of 1985.
1: He just packed his things and said, skadoodle.
0: No, he just disappeared. Oh. Mm Nothing. No packing at oh, I'm saying, at all.
1: like, imaginary packing. <laughs> oh, yeah. He put um, her, her fake tan in his bag to start <laughs> a new life. <laughs>
0: she hired Ismael Flores to install wood paneling in her home. After he completed the job, Puente paid him an $800 bonus and gave him a red 1980 Ford pickup truck, which, coincidentally, was the same model and year and color of Gilmouse's car.
1: Why would you just accept that bonus with no question? Just like, oh, gee, thanks. So
0: she told him the truck belonged to her boyfriend. And he had given it to her.
1: And she was just like, no, thank you. Don't try and sell it and make no money off of it. (laughs) For free.
0: Yeah, no, for free. I mean, I
1: wish I was living the life.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, She also had him build a box that was six feet by three feet by two feet with a lid. Stating, That's very descriptive. Oh, 100%. <laughs> that so is she said measurements specific bitch. But um, she stated that it would be used to store books and other items. She and Flores then traveled to a highway in Sutter County and dumped the box in a riverbank. Yeah. So what? I'm just gonna store my books in here, but can we throw it on well, a riverbank? Fuck
1: the books. Yeah, I don't want the books really, no
0: more. Fuck the books. I want... Thanks
1: for building that shit. Fuck it. I'm
0: done. <laughs> Dump it in the riverbank. The fact that this man didn't question anything.
1: I think he knew. I'm... He's guilty. Associatedly guilty. <laughs> Who Associatedly just... guilty. Why are you willingly throwing a six foot, by... six foot by another two feet box willingly into a river and just going, oh, thanks for the truck. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely not. He's guilty.
0: I agree. I'm putting him in there. I, I think that there are more people throughout this case that should have been held accountable that were not mm, but so it gets
1: worse nice yeah on january 1st
0: 1986 the box was found by a fisherman who called the police upon arrival they opened the box and discovered the decomposed remains of an elderly man
1: can you imagine just a casual relaxing fishing day
0: and no just because dead man. fishing
1: I mean, me either. But you know, they always say it's so peaceful. Like you can imagine, like sitting with your rod, like the little kid on the moon. You know what I mean? Mm In the movies, with his little reel, and then just dead man.
0: At least he said, "Ain't no fucking way I'm opening that shit by myself." I mean, I wouldn't either. It's been in water. No, thank you. He's gonna survive a horror movie because he was like, "I know, ain't something right with that box." He
1: said, "I'm gonna keep fishing." (laughs) You go figure that out. I'm not
0: done. Y'all might want to come take care of this. I got some shit to take I got take care stuff of.
1: I'm doing, so go ahead.
0: But um, the body would not be identified until three years later as Everson Gilmouth. She collected oh. Gilmouth's pension during that time. Not only that, but she continued to house elderly and disabled tenants. <laughs> she would open their mail and take their money and any social security checks they that she found.
1: Oh my god, I forgot she was doing the old people too. Oh yeah. she's. <gasps> a- oh my god, what a... A fucking
0: hooker, but stealing. She would pay tenants a small portion, but kept the rest, stating that it was for expenses for the boarding house.
1: Yeah, for me to kill you with codeine and Tylenol. Mm. Yeah, I got to keep up my stock. (laughs) Didn't say you're depressed.
0: Got to be able to pay the guy who's gonna build the (laughs) box that I put you in.
1: (laughs) I gotta get your exact dimensions, and I gotta make sure you're skinny enough to fit.
0: And I have to. Pay for gas for when we throw that box in a fucking river and
1: the truck I gave away for free. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she had been ordered to stay away from elderly people and government checks.
1: Whoa! Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> she, so, this lady's been in and out of jail like so, her whole so life. So, so
1: they're still like just letting her be around these old people. Like people know she's not supposed to be around these people, and she's letting yes,
0: them- people know, and she's just like, mm, uh, I'm not gonna listen. But thanks for the advice. Continues <gasps> to do what she's doing. Oh my god. Um, yeah, so that she'd been ordered to stay away from elderly people and government <laughs> checks. She even had several parole officers frequently stop by, but they never charged her with anything.
1: They um, really are lazy as shit. Mm-hmm. They said, mm, that just seems like a lot of work today. Yeah, I'm not everyone I'm was having like, a really mm, cranky Friday. paperwork, not for me. It's a long weekend. I don't want to do this.
0: Yeah. So, neighbors Ow. became suspicious when she stated that she adopted a homeless alcoholic named Chief, to serve as a handyman. She had him dig in the basement to remove dirt and garbage. She then had him put in a new concrete slab before he disappeared. Conveniently. All these people doing work for oh, her. She and really said just...
1: manual labor and then murder. <laughs> yeah,
0: manual labor <laughs> She murder. said, thanks for doing Retreat. all the hard work. Pew, pew. Like washroom. No, she actually Retreat. said,
1: put the lean in the cup. I'm gonna go with she's poisoned by the (laughs) meat.
0: In 1988, another tenant in Puente's house, Alvaro Montoya, disappeared. He was developmentally disabled and had schizophrenia. Yeah, she said, vulnerable murder. Give me your money. That's just on repeat. This is gonna make me cry. Uh, I'm an emotional lady. (laughs) After failing to show up to meetings, his social worker reported him missing. Once police arrived to the boarding house, they began searching, and once they noticed the disturbed soil in the backyard, mm-hmm. they discovered seven bodies of the yard. The victims' names being Liana Carpenter, 78 years old, Montoya, who was 51, Dorothy Miller, who was 64, Benjamin Fink, who was 78, and then, so tenants at this place had been complaining for a while about the smell in the backyard. Yeah, no shit, it was dead people. Yeah, they were saying that it just smelled really bad and she would pass it off as her excuse was that it was fertilizer that was being used but people even said it smelled sweet and bad and that they could tell it was something dead.
1: Not sweet and bad.
0: Yeah, um, the other red flags included cussing oh, at more. cussing at people mm. if they walked on the lawn okay so it, but it said <laughs> it, it said that she cussed at people in a way that only a sailor would but i'm assuming that's because it was the 80s and people still felt like it was unladylike for women okay i can't that is in a that manner. Like
1: i also have so i cannot yeet, yeet. other than the yard i just do it all the time i so. was gonna say
0: you at people for just walking i don't the have yard. a yard so <laughs> um she claimed she had a cursed room in her hold up oh so there was a taxi driver who used to take her to run her errands and when she'd speak to him she claimed she had a cursed room in her home where people died all the time of bleeding ulcers
1: it's probably because you're killing them yeah that that happens when you kill people so she couldn't drive herself like she never had a license or anything
0: I'm assuming not, considering... Well, I mean,
1: I guess then that makes sense why she would give away the truck, but not at mm. all. But, like, I mean, I can kind of see how some people didn't really think anything of it if she didn't have a license. Yeah, and I'm kind of... He's still just funky.
0: Uh, he never popped back up in the story, and maybe I'll have to, like, do some research and see where he ended up and update people. The guy who helped build the box, unless he's one of the dead people. Um,
1: she probably threw him in the box with him. Just double whammyed him.
0: Yeah, but... hold, it's crazy. Please, I... Forgot a piece of information.
1: Your washer is washing them clothes. It's like... Oh, baby, I love the way. Do.
0: Oh, do, 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 do. oh, okay. Do, do, do. Um, so because all the people that she took in were vulnerable, elderly, drug addicts, alcoholics, and stuff like that, whenever questioned about where they went when they disappeared, she has said that they must have moved on. And in theory, that makes sense. Like, it's a valid excuse because sometimes people in those situations do... They're just up and leave. Yeah, they just up and go. Yeah. So, Puente was not considered a suspect at the beginning of the investigation, but as soon as police let her out of their sight, she fled to Los Angeles. And, which, why did you let her out of the sight, out of your sight anyways, considering the fact that she's literally... Well, the they didn't have the, the readers
1: on because they were going there for her parole and were just like, she can't see it. I'm good. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. have a good day. They, s- sir, they sell reading glasses at Walgreens. Mm-hmm. Go get you some. Because mm-hmm. you obviously are not seeing the vision.
0: <laughs> but, um, so as soon as she landed, she wastes no fucking time because she was at a bar and began talking to an elderly pensioner. Wait. She was at a bar and began talking to an elderly pensioner but he recognized her from the news and called the police so there is a company called the kcra they were like news television people yeah um they heard about the story and the fact that she had been found so they took a private jet down because they wanted to like get the scoop on it but um the investigators asked them if they could use their private jet in order to get the, her back and the interview the kcra only agreed to it if they could interview her um the interview was it online it said that it was short and weird because they couldn't ask any questions directly about the murders well
1: so yeah she wasn't even her,
0: yeah they just asked her a couple questions i can't remember what how was your day were. today
1: do you like how are you like on our plane yeah our plane's but, pretty cool
0: it was a weird way for them to get her back, but...
1: Yeah. I guess first on the, on the scoop, you know?
0: Yeah. So, they charged her with the murders of eight tenants, including Monroe and Gilmouth. They alleged that she drugged and strangled each one, then continuing to collect their benefits. After a month of deliberation, she was found guilty of nine counts of murder, and she was sentenced to life without parole, and died at the age of 82 in 2011. The entire time, she claimed that she was innocent. Mm. I don't so you, like that you say you didn't like that
1: no that's not nice no
0: she was not nice at all
1: I mean okay it was really nice of you to give away that truck for free even though we know why you did it but that was the only nice thing that she did uh, other than are, her using bronzer and keeping the sales up
0: I don't think it was I mean I love her investment nice she really she
1: went bounds and strides a, for us in the future but,
0: <laughs> 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 but yeah so well that is that she was not a nice lady
1: noted very much so noted well i'm on a whole different side from you i'm a lot further there was no fake tanner at this time so do not be surprised no fake tanner um but i'm covering louis the prince um i totally am so biased on this one so i'm gonna try not to tell you how i feel so here we go
0: just let me make my own decisions
1: yeah sure we'll call it that (laughs) Alright, so Louis the Prince, he was born in Metz, Paris on August 28th, 1841, so super duper no fake tan. Um, His father was a major of artillery in the French army. Growing up, he would spend time with his dad's friend, Louis Duggery, who was a pioneer in photography. It was speculated he received lessons in chemistry and photography before the age of 10. He later went to art school in Paris, but he also attended postgraduate chemistry at Lepsenburg University, located in Germany. Le prince moved to Leeds in 1866 after being asked by his friend John Whitley. In 1869, he married Elizabeth Whitley, who was his talented friend's sister. So strong ties, strong, strong, friendly ties. Um, the most popular of their works was photography on metal and ceramic, because this was like really what they first started working on. They knew it wasn't going to like mm. kill somebody. So it was like safe. Do your thing. In
0: okay, so anyone can hear any like clicking? Jordan just got her nails did today. Oh. So she keeps like.
1: extra spectacular give you a little (laughs) asmr (laughs) just here hold on okay i'm done you're welcome
0: (laughs) that'll be 50 bucks per click oh my
1: god (laughs) oh man um but he began managing a french artist in the united states so while he was out in leeds he was making them connects. Okay. Mm-hmm. He was like a little LA manager all around town. He was doing what he had to do. He also then began working on his sixteen lens camera and would experiment with stock film. The camera worked by taking a single roll of film, moving it from one spool to another. There was shutter taking images. They were designed to be projected and it would copy the movement done. So it was kinda like your first video, cause it would just tink, 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 tink. Like okay. the old timey videos, how it was just very
0: quick. So like when they put like the big ass rolls of film. Yeah, and, and they you spin rolled it. That, yeah, they it's spin basically that thing. like
1: the concept, except he had like a big like TV box square, it looks like. Okay. Um, I'll show you photos after. So th-
0: th- this probably predates the thing we were just talking
1: yeah, about. Yeah, but same concept of how it's clicking them. Uh, that's how it's working. On October 14th, 1888, he filmed a 2.5 second film known as the Roundery Garden Scene. This was filmed in Leeds, Britain shortly after they moved back to Europe. He was able to make this into a three lens camera projector with the help of James Longley. Um, this was one of his partners. They did a lot of work together. Mm-hmm. Um, this camera worked by separating the images. They would be printed and then mounted individually on a flexible band that moved by perforations. So the film that they made, it's actually very creepy. I love it, but it makes me so uncomfortable. Um, this is what they filmed it on. So it is the first flowing video. Mm-hmm.
0: And this is after the 2.5 second film.
1: No, this is the 2.5 second film. Okay,
0: I wasn't sure if it was 2 So, a, so the 16
1: lens like they did like random stuff on that, but this is with this film. It was 2.5 seconds. Mm-hmm. If you want to look it up and watch it while I'm talking, it's very creepy. Go ahead and give it a glance. How can we
0: consider anything that short a film?
1: Because at the time they didn't have anything like that and that's so uncomfortable for me, but I love it. So spooky.
0: What was the name of it?
1: Roundhay Garden Scene. This created the first film projector. The best way to describe it was an old-timey film for movie theaters. How we talked about that thing where it's like the crank rolling. That's basically how it looked. Also at this time, Thomas Edison and the Lumineer brothers were working towards moving film. For Edison alone, he had created the kinograph, which would later be paired with the phonograph. The kinograph made the illusion of film by having a fast shutter through changing of the photos. This design made it to where only one person will be able to look through at a time. So you know, like how he used to do the click camera, mm-hmm. same concept, except the cam- the pictures would go quick.
0: Yeah, the I just watched the video and it is
1: creepy, creepy. right?
0: Because the YouTube video uh, that I just looked at, it like looped it, and it's just him yeah. walking back and forth almost. But
1: mm-hmm. that's, but it's so that's... cool mm-hmm. to think like they must have been like, whoa, you know, and now we're just like world star with our iPhones <laughs> casually in the Walmart parking lot. You oh, know what 100%. I mean? Like such a different experience. Like I think he would probably be like. Really dead, for mm-hmm. real, for real, other than him just being dead anyway, but besides the point. Edison alone had created the kinograph, which would later be paired with the phonograph. The kinograph created the illusion of film by having a fast shutter during the changing of photos. This design made it so where only one person would be able to look through it at a time. Edison also held over 100 patents in the film arena. Um, Le Prince held two patents for the 16 lens camera and one for the single lens. They were patented in Paris, America, and in London. He was to show the three-lens camera in New York in 1980 for the American patent, Um, but first he had to visit his brother Albert in Paris. His brother watched him board the train from Dijon to Paris, September 13th, 1890, and he was never seen again. So, dun-dun! So on the 16th, his friends realized he was not at the Dijon and the Dijon-Paris Express, Uh, The investigation failed to find Le Prince or his luggage. The last person to knowingly see him alive was his brother. He said that Le Prince had no weird behavior and no one was following him to his knowledge. In 1967, Gene Mitley explored the theory that his brother was the only one who killed him. So he was fully convinced his brother killed Mm -hmm. him. Um, They claimed that he never boarded the train that day and he was killed for financial reasons. There were many issues with this one, being that they were a close family and two... He didn't have any money yet. He had spent money on the patents, on the material. He hadn't sold it. No one knew about it. There was no money really to give. Um, So a few years later, um, a grandson proposed suicide as he was supposedly bankrupt, as we just spoke about, um, hoping that the film would kind of give them, like, money forever, never have to worry about anything um somehow that got traction but in 2003 the police paris archives were found of a man that resembled the prince that had drowned in the scene it's a lake (laughs) i think that this goes a lot better with the next theory Mm -hmm. the main theory i have is that edison put him out on it edison knew what he wanted and he was in the way um They believed it was over the patent on moving film. Edison already had patents in the film area. Le Prince had covered the ones for actual moving film. It wasn't the illusion. He had really done it. So in 1898, Le Prince's elder son, Adolfi, he had assisted his father at many of his like camera experiments. He was called as witness for the American Mutoscope Company and their litigation with Edison. By citing Le Prince's achievements... Um, They hope to annul Edison's subsequent claims to be the one who invented moving picture. The prince's widow Lizzie and Adolphe hoped that this would gain recognition for his work, since he spent a good amount of his adult life doing this. But the case went against them, and they lost. So now it's known that Thomas Edison did film. But I really think he yoinked them, because he beat him to it. As you can tell by that film, like if you watch Edison's stuff, it's nowhere near the same. Yeah. So... Think he was murdered,
0: so I say that Thomas Edison is the that's one that's everyone's main thing. film, yeah. But, but he did not the prince is the one who actually did it, yeah. Okay,
1: yeah, I think so. But the prince was actually announced dead on September 16th, 1897, and there was never a real cause of death reported. But Edison, in the end, was his own winner. Didn't so. Thomas Edison invent something else? He invented a lot of things. I mean, that man had. Patents on patents on patents. Anything he said that was slightly different, patent. Which is why I'm a big believer that when he realized he didn't cover these areas and he was so close yeah. to what he wanted. And he was already beefing with the Lumineer brothers. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were like going at it in their own. He's working peacefully in his own land doing his thing, you know. Just wanting to get recognized and was going to go and present it. So and that, I think Edison found out when fucking doing so them. Was
0: the body of Le prince ever found nope. or anything like that? He just disappeared. He's disappeared,
1: hmm. but it was also the 1800s, so yeah, I mean, you so could be disappeared to... pretty easy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why I think the older police photos that they found of that man who had drowned in the river probably was him.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't know. And it's not like they. Had I want to believe it was Edison. Any
0: form of DNA or anything. Yeah, like that that they
1: I want to believe it's Edison, but I mean, he really could have had any kind of freak accident. He was depressed. Who the fuck knows? But. I'm saying Edison did it. Seems like a scoundrel.
0: That is valid.
1: That's yeah. weird. I
0: actually didn't know anything about any of that. I just knew that Thomas Edison had um, invented some things.
1: Yeah. So that was my story. Very strange. uh, Very interesting. I definitely recommend watching the video. It is definitely something to see. And they have it on a loop. So it's very haunting. Would be very good for a Halloween party with strobe lights. I think 10 out of 10 would be a fan alright well that was my case so we're coming to an end Colin take it away
0: Okay. so as you all know we do have a Patreon you can find us on Patreon at C3 podcast and we have three tiers at the moment a dollar is going to earn you a shout out as well as um, you will gain access to any bonus content that we do end up putting out including the i want to call them spinoffs that we have hopefully coming in the near future again i'm going to wait until we get a little bit more on there but then we'll start putting some stuff out you can email us some suggestions and or feedback at subfeed at c-3podcast.com and i'm going to go ahead and shout out the patreon subscribers we currently have one of them being my friend ashley who is the reason that i covered the case that i did today jordan's mom
1: hell yeah (laughs) daniel
0: and then we have my boyfriend's mom cat
1: go moms our friend destiny she's pretty solid yeah love her
0: destiny an absolute angel
1: she's not getting a raving review right now just because i feel like it
0: (laughs) (laughs) um my friend christy is another one please let us know if there's anything you'd like to see from us in the future if at any point we gain even a little bit of a following i would like to at some point do merch and everything like that just stick with us for the ride because we are doing our best this is all very new to us i'm learning as we go i'm learning how to edit and everything i knew nothing about any of this until i decided hey let's start a podcast but
1: thanks for listening and we'll be back next week
0: and that's on murder
1: period